Okay, we're going to discuss a little bit of the halachas of Yom HaKippur, Be'ezus Hashem. The Ike Mitzvah Hayoyim is the mitzvah of fasting. That's the Ike Mitzvah Hayoyim. Other mitzvahs Hayoyim is the mitzvah of Tshuva, right? So, let's go a little bit into the Indian of Tshuva for a moment to understand. I want to mention you something that Rabbi Yoyna brings in the beginning of Shari Tshuva. Rabbi Yoyna says like this, Rabbi Yoyna says, he brings a marshal, and he says, imagine... If a person's in prison and some of his inmates manage to scoop out with a little spoon day after day and the hole goes deeper and deeper until eventually they manage to scoop out a hole big enough that they crawl through and they manage to escape out of the prison. And the officer comes in, he hears uh, something going on, he walks inside, he sees, oh yeah, yeah, there's a huge hole on the floor and somebody has escaped. Looks like they are, they, a few of them have escaped. There's one guy sitting on the bench. He didn't escape. The guard starts hitting him and smacking him. And the guard says to him, you're an idiot, you're a shaitan, you're a fool. Here you have an opportunity to leave, and you didn't use that opportunity. Says Rabbeinu Yoyna, the same is true with every single one of us. We have the way out, we have the exit route, we have the escape route, we could leave. We could do tshuva, we could cleanse ourselves from all our virus. And if we don't, we are like that prisoner who gets hit, saying you're a fool for not doing so. So there's an interesting question on this Rabbeinu Yona. I'm not sure if you've ever come across the question on Rabbeinu Yona. My mashkiach, when I was in yeshiva, Rabbi Zedel Epstein, asked the following question. And he says, I don't understand Pshat and Rabbeinu Yona. What's wrong with the prisoner who didn't leave prison? He's a good man. Forget. He understands that he did a crime. He did something wrong. He needs to do chuba. He needs to have a kapar. He needs to go to prison. So why should I escape? So what's trap that Benny Yonu is saying? That what? That he's an idiot for not leaving. You could have left and you didn't leave. What do you mean? He's a good prisoner. He knows that he has to do his time. He has to serve his time. As I fact, the Heilige Meshkir from Zedel Epstein Zatzel. And he answers like this. It's true, he may know what he did wrong, but to want to stay in the prison means that you're very comfortable with the life there. If the prison life doesn't bother you, if prison life isn't having an effect on you, then it must be that your punishment is not good enough, and we need to punish you more severely for the punishment to have an effect. It's the same thing with us when we do our virus. The Rabbi goes away from us. If we're satisfied with that level of life, then what's Hashem going to do? It's going to have to make it even harder for us to really get the punishment. The three Ica things of Tshuva, which we mentioned already last time, but we'll mention them again, is the Charata, the regret for something that you did, the Vidoit, the expressing of that Abeira, and the Kabbalah al Ha'asid, and in the future you will never do this again. So that is the one of the Ika Mitzvah Doraisa of Yom Kippurim. Now let's discuss what I mentioned a moment ago. One of the other Ika ones is fasting, of course, but really there are five. Right? The Posik tells us that in Yom Kippur we have to afflict ourselves. It says like this, Shabbos Shabbos and Hilochem, Ve'inisem esnaf shoyseichem chukas oilam. And Chazal tell us it doesn't mean chas v'shalom that a person should physically hurt himself. That's not what it means. But it means rather what a person should do is should try to abstain from various physical pleasures. And when you abstain from those physical pleasures, you're giving yourself a way to do tshuva. I will tell you, by the way, I'm just not going to spend time on this. Al pi kabbalah 
There is a very big Indian in the Hamish Ainun that we do on Yom Kippurim. Much of it is to do with removing ourselves from our guf. In other words, the entire year we live with our guf, we feed our guf, we clothe our guf, we, we, you know, we, we anoint out, we're busy with our guf. One day a year, we remove the guf from the neshama, and we concentrate on the neshama. That's what Yom Kippur is. You're not eating, you're not drinking, you're barely sleeping, you're not washing your hands, you're not doing all the things, you're not wearing sh- normal shoes, you're not comfortable. There's nothing comfortable, because you're not giving your guf anything, you're only giving your neshama something. That is Yom Kippur. The giving of your neshama. The concentration on your neshama, on your neshama and the guf has nothing to do with me. That is why we have a din of a malach, b'choli, b'choli. Al him. The most important one that we have to know is eating and drinking. I think everybody knows there's an isim in Atayur for a person to eat on your Kippurim, even a small amount, chatzir she osim in uh, we discussed the Shaila, if you remember, for so some of us discussed it, we learned this, and Shimon, I think we discussed this one as well, right? Or Libby as well, no? If we eat, if a person has a heta from a doctor to eat half the shea, and he eats the whole shea, is he chayiv or not? Because Be'etzim, he's allowed to eat half. So he only ate another half. Half is not really chayiv. Or do you say it's mustarif or not? But now we're going to go into all of those different halachas, whatever it is. If anyone needs a heta not too fast, you contact their local Orthodox rabbi and get a heta not to fast. But generally, the only heta not to fast is pekuach nefesh. If a person is going to die, then that's a heta, which, again, this year we have to know whether or not corona is considered to be something, depending on how, what level. There are people, unfortunately, we should never know. And I know some people myself right now, in not far from this building, who are mamish in bed or very, very weak, who have a suffolk, if they should be fasting on Yom Kippur. Because they're very, very weak. Again, it's not for now, but it's important for idea to understand. A person eats on Yom Kippur is uh, subject to... Curries. Thank you very much. That's exactly what it is. Kedeachilas pluras. That means if he eats within three to nine minutes, or even drinks, whatever it is, he's going to be chayiv curries in this case. Okay. Um, the Ramah brings down that you are allowed to touch food for a cotton. For example, you want to feed your child, you're allowed to touch your food. But the Ramah says, for it's osa to touch food. Food is muktzah. Unless there's a tzorech, unless you're feeding children, or unless something like that, then obviously it's muta. But stam to touch the Ramah passing as it's osa. Rav Zalman was asked the Shaila whether you're allowed to speak about food. If you're allowed to speak about food, and he said about it, there's no problem whatsoever, there's no problem over here as well. It's interesting, there's a sheet in the Matei Fry, and the Matei Fry, because then it's also to smell food, Shema, you're actually going to come to eat it. It's a gzera, if you give a gaza, ah, geshmag, gavaldik. So the Matei Fry said it's also Ravadia, and others want to say that there's no problem whatsoever, but maybe you should put a hekka in that case. Now, we have a problem on Yom Kippur, which is Meir Brochus Bechol Yom. Mo Hashem Alekech Hashem Mim Chokim, Yves Hashem. What's that? No, not on Shabbos. No, I mean, not, not on Yom Kippur, no. That was a, a het of Kniva Sayerik that the Gemara brought us, that there was a heta. Nowadays, we generally don't use such a heta to prepare food. Everything has to be prepared already, Erev or straight away matzah. Um, smelling things. We have a problem with Meir Brochus. We're not making 100 Brochus. If you make the Cheshvan, you're going to be missing certain Brochus from Shemana Esra. So we need to make Meir Brochus Bechol Yom. So what do people do? They smell Besamim. Right now, you have to know a few things. First of all, you have to know there's a big Midas Chassidus that the Mogan Avram brings in Rashid Basic Cotton Base, that Yerabah the Chai Odom Mishabura as well, not to smell things on Yom Kippurim. They need some Mishnah Shashikh, what are you doing? Giving yourself a Zagashmaka smell. And therefore, there are many who hold Midas Chassidus. Make it it's 100% Mota. Midas Chassidus, the person wants to go above the letter of the law, not to smell nice smelling spices. But even if you go with the Ikadim, which many of Kalis will do, you are allowed to smell it and make a bracha, but be careful. 
careful how many brachas you make. You can wait one in the night and one the next morning. But if you're in shul the whole time and there was no shini mokim, you never change your location, the pashtis is you cannot make a new bracha stam. So that's the law of eating. I think that's no gaya. Uh, medication, okay, it depends. Every shal is different. Medication, no. It depends if you need it, if it's prescribed, all these sorts of things. Rechits are very, very no gaya. There's an isadoraisa for a person to wash. I mean, really, the isadoraisa is on the whole guf. But even on every single little chalik of his body, and therefore even a finger cannot be dipped into water for pleasure purposes. If you're doing it because your finger got dirty, then obviously it's mutter. But if you're doing it for pleasure purposes, also that means it's also to wash out your mouth and you keep a morning. Mucus on your eyes when you wake up in the morning should not be washed away, but rather what you do is when you wash Nagelwasser in the morning, obviously only up to your knuckles, and then you wipe your hands with a towel before it's totally dry, just wipe over your eyes over there. Not when it's fully wet and not when it's fully dry, when it's in between, you wipe over your eyes, you can get rid of the mucus that way. Um, you cannot even wash the beard hair, right? You cannot wash your hair, you cannot dip the pious. All these sorts of things are a problem. But again, if a person became dirty, for example, after using the bathroom, or sweat, for example, then there is a mockum, obviously, in the Telesadayim and Egelvasa, in the morning is no problem whatsoever. For davening alone, we don't wash for Yom Kippurim, even though generally people have a minute, and they should wash before davening. And in Kippur, we don't do that. Sicha. Sicha is considered to be a tainuk, and therefore that's why Sicha is very, very important for a person to know that he cannot... Uh, anoint or rub anything on him. The postcom discuss whether or not a person can use deodorant. The postcom say yes. If you're doing it to remove the smell or prevent a bad smell, then there's no problem. But after shave and perfume and all these sorts of things, obviously not. Uh, not Nagea. Um, Nina Sassandra, I don't think we have to go through too many halachas. I just want to mention to you, Agav, that there is a shaila about wearing crocs. Uh, it's a shebef near Atzmai, which really we should give it a different time. But the shayla basically is, Apia Bach and others as well, is that it's not lavdafke leather. In other words, Chazal made the Xeron leather because that was what they had. But if nowadays we find a material which... Um, is basically as comfortable, or maybe even more comfortable than leather, then it's included in the Xera, right? That's number one. And reason number two why there's a shayla with Crocs is because there's a din that you're meant to feel the floor. There's a din, you're meant to feel the floor. Many good Sternberg, have a look in her off, Davins without shoes. You're meant to feel the floor. With Crocs, you don't feel the floor, right? So therefore, again, I don't want to say bad against Klalisol, because many of Klalisol do wear Crocs, and I don't want to say anything against it, because my, my post can do allow it, but there is what to talk about. There is a habamina that Crocs are too comfortable, and too comfortable is not something that we wear on Yom Kippurim, and therefore a person should be careful of that. I want to just end, Rabbi said, with one last Kavaldagi Yisoyit from the Heiliger Chovetz Chaim, the Chovetz Chaim says like this, he brings a marshal to us on Yom Kippur. And the Chavetz Chaim brings a marshal, he says, a man came into a wholesaler. He has a store. So he came into the wholesaler to buy food on credit for his store. The wholesaler says, what are you, crazy? You haven't paid me the previous debt. Why, why should I give you another loan? Why should I give you more, more food to take to your store? You haven't even paid your previous debt. That's ridiculous. The guy says to him, no. You have to understand, a few times I had trouble paying, but this time, don't worry, as soon as I get home, as soon as I get back to the store, I'm going to sort out all of the payments. The guy says, you told me that last time. Uh, you me- I remember exactly the same conversation you told me last time as soon as I get home you never did now you're coming for more it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense that he started saying please you've got to help me I've got no food for my family how am I going to feed my family if I don't bring food into my store no one's going to buy anything for me and therefore no one's going to have it I'm not going to be my nose mom the whole thing the wholesaler was about to agree and give him another chance when all of a sudden uh, one of the wholesaler's suppliers walked in and said oh 
this guy, he's not paid us either. That's ridiculous. And then the whole thing erupted in a whole situation over there. Can you imagine? He says, you definitely can't give him credit. And a man came along and said, I've got a better idea. A man was seeing the whole commotion. He said, instead of selling him in bulk a huge amount to take to his store, give him a little bit. If he pays for that, then you know he's genuine, and then you give him the rest. Says the Heilige Chovetz Chaim. Ah, we come Rosh Hashanah, we come Yom Kippur, and we say, We need this, we need this, we need this. A list of all the things that we need. And in Mitzvah Shem, we're going to do tshuva, and we're going to be great, and we're going to be amazing, and we're going to live a Kavaldika life. Al Kiddush Hashem. Hashem said, but last time you said that, and you didn't fulfill it last time, so why should I do it? Says the Chovetz Chaim, but if you're makabal in yourself, something small, just a little thing, and you keep it, and Hashem says, oh, now it's worth me giving you credit. If I see that you took something on and you were it, you kept it, kept it, you fulfilled it, then I can give you credit for everything that you need, even if up until now you haven't kept everything else. The Rebbein Shem Be'ez Hashem should give us a siyata deshmaya through actually keeping the halachas. If you notice during the Loshan of Tefillah Zaka, which I cannot stress enough, my Rosh Hashiv, Rosh Hashanah Zatzal, used to talk to us so many times in Elul about Tefillah Zaka, Tefillah Zaka, Tefillah Zaka. People run into Kol Nidre, take a shower earlier, get ready earlier, start the fast earlier, nothing will happen. Sit down, say Tefillah Zaka, the most beautiful Tefillah, say in English if you have to, and the Yesoda Tefillah Zaka, as you go through all the Chamishay Noim, all the five afflictions that you put on yourself, and it should be a kapora for so many of the things, and you're moichel other people, which means that people are being moichel, which means that there are the most incredible Tefillah Rabbi says Tefillah Zaka give yourself a good 20 minutes before Kol Nidre starts to say Tefillah Zaka to go Valdegat Tefillah and through that Be'ez HaShem the Rabbi Shem give us all the Siyat HaDeshmaya to be Mikadah Shem Shemaim to do Tshuva Shlema and Be'ez HaShem the Rabbi Shem all our Tefillahs Latoy